Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. One thing is we were singing those songs before about God fights our battles. The Holy Spirit dropped a word in my heart and says, in prayer, we talk to God about our problems and that's good. But the Holy Spirit says you need to talk to your problem about how big God is and the freedom that you can have. Some of you today need to... The Bible says, with faith, you can speak and say to the mountain, be removed. And the mountain of sickness we need to address in Jesus' name. And some of you today need to take and step up with the authority inside and start to tell that mountain of depression and discouragement, of fear, of strife, of conflict, no longer it is going to have control over my life. You've got to step up and speak to it. Last Sunday night, Tony went, who's a builder and a faithful man of God, and uh, Dr. Emmanuel was preaching. There was faith in the house, and we were praying for people, and Tony calls me over at the end of the prayer and says, I came out here with a really bad pain in my knee and my elbow. As soon as I was prayed for, the pain in my knee totally disappeared immediately. And he said, my elbow's only just got a twinge left. I said, let's get that sorted. We pray for him. He says, it's all gone. He's totally free from that pain in Jesus' name. Another lady, Barbara, Barbara Piggott, who is battling cancer and, and has got so many issues in her body. Last Sunday, she could hardly walk. We prayed a prayer of faith with her. That afternoon, she texts me and says, I've got no pain. Wayne just saw me now and said all week she's had no pain and she's got multiple issues in her body, but the pain has gone, which is an absolute work of grace in her life. For those who know Barbara, she's struggled with so many issues. She hasn't said she's totally healed, but God's taken the pain. That's God's grace, hey? And I want to say, right now before I preach the word, I want us to close our eyes. And some of you need to right now submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Some of you right now, you need to not stop telling God about your problem, because that's prayer and asking for his breakthrough. But some of us need to step up and start to speak to our problem about how God is good and how powerful he is. Some of you have been, been a, a challenged by stress and strife. And remember, we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities of powers, against strongholds, against addictions right now. And I want you to lift up your voice right now, because some of you, I want you to take a step of faith. And as the Holy Spirit directs you, I want you to speak to that problem and say, no longer is that going to rule me. Strife, you have no place in my heart or life. Addictions, you cannot rule me anymore because the name of Jesus is more power. Come on, I want you to speak the name of Jesus and speak to the problem. Let's speak to it and declare in Jesus' name it's not going to control me. Sometimes it doesn't all go away, but it no longer controls you or binds you up or holds you down. In the name of Jesus, we speak to that addiction and say, no longer are you going to control my body and my mind. We speak to that strife around our household. We say, no longer is it going to control the atmosphere of our house. That illness, that pain, in Jesus' name we speak to it and say, in Jesus' name, you must move from out of my body in Jesus' name. We must speak to that and declare in the name of Jesus, darkness, no longer can you control my life in the name of Jesus Christ. Our Lord, we lift up our hands and our hearts and say, thank you, Jesus, because you are awesome. 
Take a moment to thank him for his goodness. Just thank him for his goodness. Thank him for his goodness. Right now, some of you, there's things have shifted in your bodies right now. I can see it and feel it. For some of you, you're going to go home and there's going to be a shift in the atmosphere over your household. And God says, keep speaking to the problem about God. Keep declaring that mountain doesn't have to control your world anymore. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We give you praise. Thank you for your mighty power and grace over our lives in Jesus' name. Now speak to us through your living word, a word of faith in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's give him a shout of praise right now. Give someone a high five and let's take our seats. Yesterday and... uh, Friday, Mary Lynn and I had the privilege of going down to Brisbane to the IC conference and Benning Liebscher from Jesus Culture was there speaking so it was just so good to hear his heart and we caught up with Tim and Lydia and uh, the girls so they send their greetings to you all. He was having a great time looking after 150 kids at their conference so he was very busy <laughs> with a team obviously <laughs> so, but uh, they said to pass on their greetings. Last week I started a message on how to grow in strength and energy. And I talked about some of the things that rob our strength and energy, and I'll quickly run through those, and then we're going to look at some of the ways that God can give us energy and strength emotionally, physically, spiritually, relationally, with vision and hope, because the enemy tries to rob us. Psalm 84 verse 5 says, How enriched are they who find their strength in the Lord? Within their hearts are the highways of holiness. Even when their paths wind through the dark valley of tears, they dig deep to find a pleasant pool where others find only pain. Wow, some people walk through difficulty, all they can see and feel is pain and darkness. Others walk through the same thing and all they can see is God's strength and blessing in the midst of the pain. It depends on whether you see the mud or the stars. He gives to them a brook of blessing filled from the rain of an outpouring. They go stronger and stronger with every step forward. Wow, this is those who wait on the Lord. So you don't stop. The Bible says, even if you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You keep walking, you don't stop. If you stop, it gets darker and more overwhelming. So you just got to keep plodding forward. Even if tentative little steps of faith say, God, I'm still trusting you. I'm still believing you. You keep walking forward. It says, as you do, you grow from strength to strength by the Spirit of the Lord. That's the promise of God's Word. And the God of all gods will appear before them in Zion. Isaiah 40 verse 29 says, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men may stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint so those words says to hope or to wait with expectation so when we come to prayer when we come to praise and worship we're expecting that God's presence is going to strengthen our hearts we're expecting his grace is going to overflow us and touch everyone else around us we're expecting that he's going to give peace to our minds that might be tormented or troubled or our God wants to take us from strength to strength He doesn't say you won't have any problems, but he says, I'm going to give you strength to walk through them and it's going to bring praise to our God. Ephesians 6.10 says, be strong in the Lord and in his 
mighty power. Some people naturally have more strength than others. They just bounce out. You know, even some little kids, they just go all day and drop their uh, sleep patterns really quickly and they just go 24-7. It's great raising kids like that, isn't it? No, never sleep. You want to sleep, but they don't. <laughs> I talked to a young pastor yesterday and they've got a seven-week-old baby and they said, we never realised how valuable sleep is. <laughs> And some adults, they just seem to go and they live on five hours sleep a night. And others of us, whoa, we got some water there. There's some living water. Others, <laughs> others, other people, they, uh, they need lots more sleep. That's just your natural patterns and processes. Others, when you work hard, you need more sleep to re- recover or stress. That's fine. We have our seasons and patterns. But the key is God wants you to grow from strength to strength by the Spirit of the Lord. What are some of the robbers of strength? We talked last week, fear. Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. Hallelujah. He's here to help us, not to hinder us. And I uphold you with my righteous right hand. Anxiety, worry and other negative emotions can drain our energy and focus in life. Discouragement will drain you. You get discouraged. You're expecting something to happen, and it just didn't, doesn't happen. But the Word of God says to Joshua 1.9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. That's a command, but not a suggestion. Wow, we treat a whole lot of Bible verses as suggestions, not commandments. In other words, don't let fear rule you. We face fear, but don't let it rule you. We face discouragement, but don't let it stop you trusting and moving forward. And it goes on and says, For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. We sang the song, There's another in the fire. God's with us no matter what we work through. Another thing that will drain you is stress. You notice when you're under stress at work or in life, it just, if, it's, if the stress stays too long, it will drain you. We all need a little pr- bit of pressure and stress, otherwise, we'll never grow. We'll just become amoebas and just be blobs through life. No motivation, no get up and go. That's frustrating. You need a little bit of stress and pressure to get you to move forward. But if it's sustained too much, it will drain you and could overload you and people implode and all sorts of things happen if we are overstressed. 1 Samuel 30 verse 6 says, David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. He encouraged himself. He reminded himself of how God had blessed him in the past, even though right now he's placing the biggest crisis of his life. His own men are going to stone him because as they're out winning a battle, another enemy came and destroyed their village, stole their wives and kids and all their flocks. They said, David, we're out serving God with you and look what's happened to us. This This doesn't work. But he says, I'm going to encourage myself in God. He just didn't let it overwhelm him. Grief can drain you. But we know Nehemiah 8.10 says, Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Some will say, well, why does your church stay? You sing those fast songs and you celebrate and everyone's jumping and clapping and cheering. Why do you do that? Because the Bible tells us to rejoice in the Lord always, to shout on the Lord with a, a voice of triumph, to clap your hands, all you people, not just a few that feel excited. Because praise is a breakthrough and it pushes back the grief and loss over our souls. There is processes of grief. We understand that season. But you can't live there for too long because it will drain your energy and strength. That's why we rejoice. That's why we praise and celebrate and lift our voices. 
Someone will say, how come you've got so much energy? One of the reasons is because when I was a new Christian, I learnt the power of praise. I just learnt the power. I was a shy young guy, but when I met Jesus the day I finished grade 12 at school, got filled with the Holy Spirit four months later in the, the Bessian campsite that was right next door to this church here, and something got released in my heart, and I learnt to praise no matter what's coming my way. I've learnt to celebrate, to praise and worship, and the strength comes in my soul, and I can't stay down for long. It's like when you push a ball under the water, it pops up all the time. God wants you to be one that pops up because praise and worship and thanksgiving fills your heart and you can't stay down for long when that's pushing you up out of the circumstance. Power of praise. Other things that can drain you can be sickness. Long-term pain can just drain your body. When you do pain, don't waste your pain. If you're in pain, don't waste it. Get closer to God and say, God, I don't understand this, but I want to draw from your strength. Sin and guilt will drain your energy real fast when you're feeling guilty and ashamed and sin. Psalm 50 verse 2 says, Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Oh, wow. And other things, addictions can drain you. Drugs and alcohol, the Bible says drunkenness is a debauchery or waste. It'll waste your life. It'll waste your energy and strength. So many things. Strife will drain us. James 3.16 says, For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. You can't let strife rule in your world or your friendships or your family. Now, when there's other people involved, you can't control their responses, but you can control your response. And by grace, you can pray and bring an atmosphere of hope and love and honesty and truth as much as possible. You can't control other people, but you can be an, one who brings in hope. Depression will drain you. Proverbs 17.22 says, A cheerful heart is good, measure, good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Disappointment will, will drain your strength. Proverbs 13, 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Hey, good news is awesome, isn't it? Someone sends you a text or a message or you hear a story. I, I get excited when I hear people getting healed and coming to Christ and being transformed because there's energy release in your heart. I got blessed a couple of weeks ago. A lady and her mum met me at the door here at church. And she said, do you remember me? And I said, I don't think so. She said, I went to school with you 50 years ago in primary school. Yeah, from our little hometown of Crow's Nest. She still lives up Toowoomba Way. And so I met her and her mum. I preached. They both put their hands up and come out the front and give their hearts to Jesus. Two weeks ago here at church. I thought, Lord, that put some wind in my sails. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, they both go to church off and on, but I don't think they're just traditional. I don't think they've ever really experienced salvation. When you just keep loving, if you keep loving God long enough and you don't give up, you'll see the rewards in your family. Some of us give up too quick. Great to have Andy and Claire back from England. A couple of months in over there. Great to have you guys back. Yeah, give them a big welcome. God's good. So hope, hope in our hearts. If you've been through disappointment, don't let it rule you because each day is a new day and you never know when the breakthrough is coming. But if you give up, you won't see the breakthrough. And that's the drawing of God in our lives. Tiredness, lack of rest and good sleep. Wow, just get a good bed so you can sleep. Do what you need to do. 
Turn off your devices before you go to bed so your mind can unwind. Do whatever you need to do because good sleep will refresh you. And uh, lastly, carrying the burdens, too many burdens for other people. Galatians 6.2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians 6.5 says, for each one shall bear his own load. God wants us to learn to bear the burdens that are crushing people but not rescue people and make their decisions for them and, and carry them when they should be growing to be responsible. That's a journey where God wants us. I see so many pastors and leaders, and Marilyn and I, we tried to rescue people and take them into our homes and whatever when we were young pastors, and some of them didn't want to be rescued. They just wanted a free meal, free bed, but they didn't want change. And then they'd turn around and say, you didn't help us. I'm thinking, dear God, how does that work? People live by their choices, right or wrong, Love, care, support, bring hope, an example of trusting in God, but you can't change people's hearts. People have got to choose to do it. And the last one that will drain you, there's many more, but last one I've got is procrastination and indecision. You ever notice if you've got decisions to make, you just keep putting them off? Oh, I don't know which way to go. I don't want to let this person down. I'm not, if I have a go at that, it might, I might fail. It'll drain your energy and every area of your life just becomes just waffling along and you don't have drive. But when you make a decision... Even if you make a wrong one and you say, God, if it's wrong, show me and help me, you'll have energy for every other part of your life. The Bible says an unstable or indecisive person doesn't have energy and focus. How do you increase your strength? Let's look at these today. Number one, it's in a relationship with Jesus. Salvation with God will give you strength. Exodus 15.2 says, The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise Him. My Father's God and I will exalt Him. Today, I want you to know, you need to know that you're born again. You need to know that He is your salvation. Not just a churchgoer, not someone who reads the Bible or prays occasionally, but you need to know your God is your salvation. Let me tell you, you'll have strength and freedom in your heart and your soul and you can live a blessed life, flourishing under His provision. Religion won't get you there. Rules and laws won't get you there. It's salvation, knowing that Jesus has paid the price for your sins. You accept that, you believe it, you keep trusting in it, and there's an energy that comes because you have a peace in your heart. I put my head in my pillow every night, and I sleep really well nearly every night. If, if we want to get in bed and have a discussion, that's, that's too bad. I'm off to sleep within, within minutes. Yeah. <laughs> She says I snore. Well, I've never heard myself, so I, that, the jury's out on that one still. <laughs> but I sleep well because I deliberately for a long time have chosen not to have any grudges, no undealt with things in my heart when I go to sleep. Doesn't mean I'm perfect. There's things I have put off and procrastinated on, but I have not got any significant things that are going to drain me and overload my mind so I can't sleep. You say, boy, I wish I was like that. You can be. It's a choice of just keeping your heart soft and free before God and just surrendering before you go to sleep. Anything. It says, don't let, you've got to get deal with anger before the sun goes down. Remember, they used to go to bed at sundown. So in other words, before you go to sleep, it's not the magical when the sun goes down. They had no electricity, so they used to go to bed to sleep when the sun went down. Make sure you deal with it so you've got peace in your heart so you can sleep well. And you'll find there's fresh energy over your life. Daniel 11.32 says, But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. When you know God and He knows you, guess what? You can do amazing things. You can keep on going. You can, people say, how do you keep on going through those things in life? Because you can 
go with exploits because God's inside of you. Secondly, if you want to increase your strength, you need to love God and love people. Luke 10, 27, they said, what's the greatest commandment? And I was thinking, well, there was 10 main ones and then there was 613 other commandments. And so the Pharisee said, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said this amazing word. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind. Wow. Wow. That's why we worship passionately in our church, because God told us to do it. Love him, praise him, worship him with all of your strength. Something happens when you learn to worship and praise with all of your strength. And now I'm, I'm 61, I can't jump as much as I used to. I used to jump and celebrate for hours in meetings I can't quite do it as often because my poor old knees and ankles don't quite survive that much but my spirit's jumping real fast inside and I'm still clapping and cheering and shouting because I know the power of this I know the power of this love the Lord your God with all your heart soul mind and strength and you can't be loving God with all your strength if you're just like this saying, oh, there's a terrible day and God, you've let me down. That's not loving God with all your strength. Let me tell you, it is, is not. And you won't find fresh strength from God when you've got that attitude. The pastor's here to stir you up today because that's the truth. So I don't think I've got anything to praise God for. Yes, you have. He hasn't changed. Read the Psalms. We need to... Love him with all of our strength. And then let me tell you, if you're worn out in your emotions or mind or physical body, strength will start to flow because that's what God's word says. He's there drawing us. And then it says, and love your neighbor as yourself. Wow. Just loving people. Loving people. Not too busy, but loving people. Taking a moment. So when you're with someone, do they know that They've got your undivided attention for those seconds or moments. That's loving people. We're all rushing here, there and everywhere. And I'm, I have to choose to stop. And Banning was sharing yesterday and he's, they've written all these Jesus culture songs and toured the world and they planted a church now in Sacramento with thousands of people coming the last five years. And he said one day he was... Going home from church, I said, that was an awesome day. The worship was great. People are encountering God. All these amazing things happen. But between two of the servers at the morning tea time, he saw a lady, single mum, just was burdened down. He just took five minutes to talk, look her in the eye and speak hope and love into her heart. And as he's driving home, the Lord says, do you know what I was pleased about today? You gave five minutes to that person one-on-one -on -one. you brought love and hope to her all the other stuff was good but that's what really pleased the heart of Jesus because you are loving your neighbor as yourself and I thought oh Lord in our busy world sometimes that's that moment that God encounter that opportunity to pray a prayer to listen to share to support can be what pleases God the most not just all the activity help us Lord to make sure we do what you say. Proverbs 14.6 says, Confidence and strength flood the hearts of the lovers of God. Wow. Confidence and strength 
flood the hearts of the lovers of God who live in awe of him and their devotion provides their children with a place of shelter and security. Well, that's a really powerful verse. I need to read that one again. Confidence and strength flood the hearts, not a trickle, the hearts of the lovers of God who live in awe of him. Wow. So well, I'm not sure if I feel like praising God today. If you've got an awe of God, you'll praise him regardless of what's going on around you because he's just the most amazing, gracious God. And their devotion provides their children with a place of shelter and security. When you are praising, trusting, believing, praying, parents and grandparents, let me tell you, you are providing a safe place for your children to grow up in. I've seen the devil tear families apart. Sometimes because the parents are going through a tough time and then the kids eventually drift in life. I've sat and pleaded with parents saying, your kids are enjoying coming to church and kids' church and youth. You're having a tough time. Do not stay away from church. Do not stop worshipping God, even though you're going through a tough time of sickness or pain or strife or conflict. Do not. I've sat and pleaded. I've wept with people and pleaded with them. And some still haven't. And a year later, the kids don't want to come in church anymore because the parents have removed the shelter and the example that kept them connected. I plead with you as a pastor, make sure that this verse is true in your heart and life. Confidence and strength flood the hearts of the lovers of God. You've run short on strength, just become a passionate lover and worshipper of Jesus and see what happens. You'll get strength and energy. I can come in tired. I rarely leave church tired because I get so energized in praise and worship and praying and loving people. I go home just energized nearly every time because I've learnt the power of these verses. Love the Lord your God with all your strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Hey, I'm still learning how to do that. I still walk past people that I should have stopped and given 30 seconds to connect God's hope to their heart. Or listen and say, hey, what's happening in your world? Oh, Jesus, help us. Number three, if you want more energy, know your calling and purpose in God. If you're drifting without purpose, you don't have energy. Pastor Peter's a prime example. He loves fishing. So if the weather's good for fishing... He's up about 3.30 in the morning, got the boat in the water by 5 and he's going. Even if he's only had three or four hours sleep, he's got energy and passion. I've seen other people for sport or to catch up with friends. You know, you're really tired and someone's like, hey, do you want to come and hang out for dinner tonight? Mate, all of a sudden you're alert. Yeah, we'll go. And you're thinking of going to bed at 7 o'clock that night because you were worn out from work. But all of a sudden you've got energy because you want to hang out with those people. If you love Jesus and you're called in ministry and you're a life group leader or you're working really hard during the week and you think, oh, life group's on. Then all of a sudden you think, wow, what an opportunity to come and bless people and to share the word of God and pray for one another. And all of a sudden energy comes into your soul. The worship team, you know, they have a big week, say, oh, mate, you've got to come an hour early to practice and, and get ready. But all of a sudden they re realize the joy of helping bring an atmosphere where everyone responds to Jesus and that says, wow, that'll give me energy. When you've got a calling and a purpose in your life, let me tell you, there's a whole lot more energy for your life. If you love your work, you'll enjoy going. If it's a terrible pain, you will be 
lack energy before you get there. Oh, no. Got to go and face all those kids again today. All the teachers have enjoyed a couple of weeks' break. But if you think, wow, they drain me sometimes. But boy, what a joy when I see their faces when they've learnt how to spell something or they've learnt to discover another truth. I think, oh, Lord, you're so good. Deuteronomy 3.28 says, But commission Joshua and encourage and strengthen him, for he will lead these people across and will cause them to inherit the land that you will see. So he had a purpose and he got strength by the purpose. Judges 6.14, The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Gideon's hand. Am I not sending you? Gideon was afraid, scared, the angel comes and says, Gideon, mighty man, mighty warrior. Gideon looking around and says, who are you talking to? Not me. That's how we feel sometimes. God says, come on, mighty warrior. You can volunteer and you can help. You can serve. Oh, no, I don't think I can, Lord. And then the angel comes back and says, go in the strength you have. Wow, we say, God, fill me with strength. God says, I've already given it to you. When the purpose comes, it's going to get released. We've got all this latent energy inside of us that when we get a purpose and a process, we get up and go. The devil's out to rob and steal, but our God comes to fulfill and overflow. And some of us just need a fresh purpose for our lives. Sometimes just helping disciple someone. If you're raising kids, saying, God, for the next three years, I'm going to plant as much of your kingdom, love and truth into these kids' lives so that they can flourish. Whatever role we're in, do it with purpose and you'll find energy will flow, whether it's natural or spiritual. I want to encourage. Let's do it a couple more and then we'll wrap it up today. I think we probably won't get through all of them. These messages keep growing, hey? Number four, the Holy Spirit gives you energy. Oh, God. One of the secrets of my strength is I pray in heavenly language, other tongues. From the day I got filled with the Holy Spirit on an Easter Sunday night in 1975, I've been praying in the Holy Ghost ever since and it gives me energy. I can be discouraged, overwhelmed, five minutes praying in the Spirit and there's like an electricity just turns on inside of me and I'm ready to go. I'm the energizer bunny. I'm serious. I'm not trying to be foolish here. There's an energy comes when you pray in the Holy Ghost. It says build up your holy faith by praying in the Spirit. That's why the devil fights the gifts of the Spirit and the supernatural realm because he wants to keep the people of God with less power than what they could have that's why it becomes so controversial in so many churches but let me tell you in the early church nearly everyone spoke in tongues I've been to countries overseas in Vietnam and and India and nearly every Christian I find is moving in the power of the spirit and speaking in tongues it's not an issue should we or can you they all do because if they don't have it the persecution's so bad they can't live as a Christian God wants to empower us To speak in other tongues and the power of the Spirit doesn't make you a better Christian. It just makes you better equipped. We're saved by grace. It's the Word of God. It's salvation. But boy, when you've got the power of the Spirit inside you, you've got better armory and strength and courage. And some of you say, well, I don't really understand that. We've got some notes here on what does it mean to be full of the Holy Spirit. You can take them and read and and pray over them. But I want to say the power of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. (coughs) When we speak a word of hope or encouragement, you're building strength into their souls. 
Acts 9.31 says, And the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. When you make room for the Holy Spirit, lives get transformed and drawn. Maybe you're here today and someone's invited you along or you just felt to come to church. The Holy Spirit is drawing you, working in your heart. I want to encourage you, no matter what your church background or lack of it, let your heart be open because the Spirit of God's calling you. Your spirit is designed to be in connection with your Creator God through Jesus Christ. If you don't have that, you won't have fulfillment inside of your soul. You'll be living less than what God has for your life. I'm not saying you're not a good person or you don't have a good life, but let me tell you, the power of the Holy Spirit will bring you in a whole new realm of fulfillment and purpose, and that's why we live as believers. Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Wow, wow, wow. Worship team, come on up. I've got a few more points. It looks like we'll be next week, but I want to just speak a couple of words for the women here. Proverbs 12, 4 says, The integrity and strength of a virtuous wife will transform, wife transforms her husband into an honored king. Wow. But the wife who disgraces her husband weakens the strength of his identity. Wow, wow, wow. That's powerful. So in marriage, we can strengthen one another. Proverbs 31.25. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. Women of faith. Clothed with strength and dignity. Women, you can be with strength in God and dignity that will bring great praise to God and will inspire your families and the people around you to excel. What a privilege that is. But we can easily tear one another down too. What are you going to focus on? The weaknesses or the strengths? So easy to look at problems, but you need to speak to your problems about how big God is. Next week, we'll pick up some others of faith and hope and the presence of Jesus and how to encourage one another. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.